Welcome to Dystopia Tonight. I don't know why I look surprised. Like, I didn't know we were doing a show. Uh, but welcome to Dystopia Tonight. Uh, I'm super pumped to uh, do this show today. I have a special guest, um, somebody who I've listened to for years when I was on the road. Um, great, great singer-songwriter. Uh, Frank Turner will be on the show with us. Um, he also uh, describes himself, or no, it's in his Twitter bio, a quote, my favorite uh, Twitter bio ever, irredeemable shit-lib indie folk singer. So I want to ask him about that uh, as soon as we get him on here. Um, so we're going to get right to the interview, but first, uh, I want to show a dystopic clip of the week. It's the first time we're doing this. This is, I feel like everybody's seen it by now, but um, if you haven't, this is just pure fucking joy. I believe you have a filter turned on in the video settings. Uh, you might want to uh, uh, take, take We're trying to, we're tr can you hear me, Judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, and the, it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's, I'm here live. It's not, I'm not a cat. <laughs> I, can, I can see that. Japonton, I believe. Hello. What's going on, man? Have you seen that video? I, you know what I have, but rewatching it again was better. Uh, arguably it's there's something about the guy's voice his tone of voice yes. and then the cat's kind of apologetic face do you know what i mean and then it starts and it's great anyway and then it's like the reveal when he says i'm sorry judge and you realize what's going on and you're just like oh my god um yeah it's it's, it's amazing so the concerned yeah. look on his face like is this permanent <laughs> like i, like, I, I <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's the kind of thing that might happen to me. I mean, I was going to say, by the way, first of all, thank you very much for having me. Um, yeah, on dude, thanks evening. so much for coming on. Yeah. Um, it's a pleasure. And secondly, um, I'm going to make a confession to you. I'm still not entirely clear what Twitch is. Um, uh, <laughs> and, and this is my, as far as I'm aware, this is my Twitch debut. Oh, um, fantastic. Please welcome. Um, uh, so thank you. I mean, it feels like the internet but um yeah it, it, it really does and now it feels even more like the internet because i've got that digital background of an of a cthulhu type alien with a gun oh, you my told head. me that you well you told me it wasn't a digital background before we no i am doing um, this under duress you're correct okay yeah you've got a okay. is it cthulhu i thought it was like a a monkey it's, but it's got more eyes than that i suppose <laughs> do they and do like, monkeys look like that in england i don't know uh, yeah that's a that's a that's a that's a devon Monkey. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's cool. It, yeah, yeah, he's. A, I think he's. Kind, he's like an octopus. I don't even know if he has technically eight arms, but he's also taken a selfie. I don't know if you've noticed. Over oh, which way am I pointing? Oh, thing. yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, two, taking three, a selfie. Four, gun to my five, head. Six, I think I can see eight legs, but there might be a ninth. At okay. The anyway. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> might be a ninth leg. Uh, yep. <laughs> This is. I was told. I was told this was family entertainment, young man. Um, oh no, no, you. This is. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Okay. Good. This is Twitch. Excellent. Excellent. This is Twitch. Right. This is what Twitch is now. Um, yeah. At least it's not parlor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is another thing that I've never been on for the fucking record. Oh um, yeah, no, yeah. Just to I make mean, it clear, neither <laughs> one of us was at the Capitol. <laughs> um, no, I wasn't allowed to get on the plane. I'm kidding. Um, uh, I mean. <laughs> Uh, this, this incidentally, um, brings me to the thing we were discussing before we came on air and this, I'm going to mm. make, I'm, watch this. I'm going to bring together numerous stories sure. right now. So, um, you and I were talking about the fact that it's 9 PM here, um, and mm. it's 4 PM for you. And usually you do this a bit later. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and I was like, ah, I'm not sure if I can do this at one in the morning. I'm getting old. I go to bed before then now. <laughs> um, and you cracked a joke about like you know we'd wear slippers afterwards, and then maybe we could wear the same the same slippers or one big slipper or whatever. Sure. And that made me think of um, Sky Mall. Now, for those who don't know, Sky Mall is this thing. It's uh, it used to be it was a paper catalog you got in the back of airline seats on internal yes. flights in America that was full of the most bananas like inventions 
and just the weirdest shit you've ever seen mm -hmm. in your life. And I thought of it because one of the things they had was the family slipper, which was one giant slipper. Uh, and the best thing about Skywalk was the photographs of the people <laughs> using the products and trying to sort of pretend like they were just, you know, it was totally normal what they were doing. So there's a photo of like five stock family people with all their feet in one giant slipper. Um, yeah. That incidentally always makes me think of the fact that every, anytime I see someone in something like the Skywalk catalog, and this is arguably not a kind thought, but nevertheless, um, I <laughs> imagine that person leaving home in Kentucky and saying, mom and dad, I'm going to LA and I'm going to be an actor and I'm going to be in the movies. I'm going to be a model and now I'm going to fucking show you and you'll see. And now they're in the Skymall catalog. Um, <laughs> do you see what I mean? Um, yes. And work yeah. is work. Work is work at the end it of the is. day. And I actually have many actor friends who've done similar things in the UK, so I'm not having a go. Anyway, this all comes back. I promise I'm going somewhere with this. Um, <laughs> I love Skymall so much. They have a thing where you can apparently train your cat to use a human toilet. They sell an eight-foot-high Easter Island head, which I ordered one of once to be delivered to the last date of an American tour for my American tour manager just to kind of ruin his day. Um, uh, because you can't do anything with an eight-foot-tall um, fiberglass no. Easter Island head. Um, Not All legally. this kind of thing. Not, well, you, you can't put it in your carry-on. Right. Um, <laughs> right. But, uh, so, and I love it so much that for a long time I was saying to myself that if America was ever on trial in some meaningful way, um, that it, and I, I would put Sky Mall in the kind of defense exhibits. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? It's just it's like this is so great. I yes. love it so much. And America is the only culture that could have produced this. This, of course, goes back to the fact. I mean, it's not America that's on trial today, but your your thankfully ex president is um, uh, having a Senate trial at the moment. Um, and uh, now I've realized that I don't really have a point because <laughs> <laughs> he can't like. Um, <laughs> introduced Skymall and his defense. Skymall was selling insurrections cheap right. um, or some shit. Anyway, fuck that guy. Um, uh, but uh, Skymall's amazing. Hi, how are you? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, now I'm amazing. Now I feel okay, much good. better than I did before coming on here. Uh, I didn't know this was going to be, I didn't know we were doing ads for Skymall though. I feel like we gave them way more time <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> than I was prepared to. I'm not. I'm. I'm unfortunately, given this was I, this has sort of come up while we were talking, I haven't mm -hmm. been able to like Google the current state of play of this. But a few years ago, the word, word came out that Skymall was going under. It was going. It was declaring final bankruptcy, whatever. And there was a genuine like grassroots like movement to save mm -hmm. Skymall and for people to like buy it out. And a friend of mine. <laughs> An American friend of mine who's aware of my feelings about Skymall sent me the link and said, look, you could like put money in and save Skymall. And <laughs> I thought, about, <laughs> I did think about it. I did also then think to myself, of all of the things that I could like donate money to, right. um, I think that <laughs> I'm not sure it qualifies as a, as a meaningful <laughs> act of charity to save an organization that sells things that enable your cat to pee in a real toilet or, or right. doesn't apparently because it's going to administration. So um, uh, I didn't end up, but I think it did get saved. I would have loved to seen the headline, Frank Turner saved Skymall. Like <laughs> that would have, that, that would have been something you could only see in a Skymall magazine. Well, quite, <laughs> but imagine, imagine my house after that, it would have just been full <laughs> of Skymall stuff. Like, they were they were the people they were the people who were selling a running machine that was on <laughs> wheels so that you could see the world go by as you're in a running machine and it's just like <laughs> you could just yeah. run. I do um, remember seeing that. Yeah, it, and, and it, it's amazing what you'll buy when the cabin pressure is low. You know what I mean? I think that's how they get away yeah. with half of it because no one ever takes them off the plane and then goes like, "What the fuck have I done?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. It's it's crazy. Have you ever been in Sky Mall? Well, I don't think I think it's just a. I mean, I've been in there. No, no, no. I mean, like, have you been interviewed? Like, have you have you done? Oh, you know right. they had those. In, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't think that because Skymall was like a thing unto itself. I don't think that they had. Or at least I didn't ever see them oh. have like a kind of magazine section. It I was swear just. To a, God. It might have done, and if it did, I'm now extremely annoyed that I've never been there. Yeah, I think unless it was a. I I, I think I was almost interviewed for Sky. Or, was, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Unless it was fucking, I didn't. It didn't go over. It didn't. It didn't happen. But uh, right, I was like excited because I thought I'd be in airplane. You know what I mean? Like if people, yeah. not that anybody gave a shit. But I was like, it oh, was. Totally. It was like, yeah. 
But that's why I think I'm going to get you into Sky Mall somehow. I think that's my mission now. Okay. <laughs> Find me. I come on here. I give you a life purpose. I mean, you know, it's just, yeah. just... if Twitch can do anything, it can get people on Sky Mall. They seem Somebody's to have turned into a regular in. online store. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to look at it now because we're having a conversation, but I sincerely hope they're still selling the <laughs> maddest shit out there because it was genuinely insane. Um, yeah. The shit they used to sell, including a giant family slipper. And you and I have never met a person and on the day that we do, I hope that one of us has the forethought to somehow purchase a giant slipper. Well, now it's going to happen. Absolutely. When, when we get back to normal times, we'll meet up and we'll get a giant family slipper. We should go on tour in a giant family slipper. Together. We, we may be... need a few other people to justify the size. I'm not sure they do a two-person one. I think it's like five or nothing. We can just use um, that when we're fighting. And then we can just go to our own side of the slipper and, you know. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll move, move your feet to the other side. You don't get your like whole body in there. It's like. <laughs> I was literally see. Here's the thing. I'm Italian, and when you say giant slipper, I automatically think Mario when he's hopping in that thing. Oh yeah, okay. Did you? Yeah, did yeah. You, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. No man. Yeah, good lord. I mean, so every, everybody wants in on the giant slipper. Okay, good, excellent. This is awesome. So where you're so you're you're coming you're uh, in England right now right? Are you, I'm in England you know... right now. Yeah. Um. I, I'm. Uh. You have a fancier backdrop than me with Cthulhu and all that kind of thing. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I moved house last year. And, oh, nice. um, At the end of last year, and and my wife and I are still kind of unpacking a little bit. I've sat myself in the area with the bookcase <laughs> that I put up myself. Um. Uh. Classic. But the rest the rest of the room doesn't need to go on the internet right now because it's full of crap because we're still surrounded by boxes and all that kind of thing so um oh okay yes cool. um i moved out I, moved, I lived in london for more than two decades um and uh it was i don't know about you like um this last year has been mm -hmm. a moment for reevaluation. yeah um and a lot of maybe one days has become well why not nows if you know what i mean so absolutely yeah, um, for, for almost everything, career stuff, yeah. you know, life stuff, everything. Right. Um, and, and my wife and I had, had long had this kind of sort of thing that one day we'd move to the sea, move to the coast, because I've got this like massive um, philosophia thing going on. I, I love the sea. And um, nice. You know, and it was kind of like, well, uh, the other thing is, I don't know if you, had, you guys have, there's an app in the UK called Right Move, which is like a property national like property website. I call it Tinder for houses because it literally is. <laughs> you, you put in some some things you're interested in and then you can like swipe through houses it's crazy oh that's cool um uh, and you know my wife and i whilst watching whilst completing netflix during the first lockdown last year we're just swiping through houses and we found mm. a place that we liked and uh that's awesome then we, then we fucking moved here so um th there was a window right there and the sea is about 100 meters over there oh that's fucking sick dude that's awesome congratulations Thank yeah, you. I my um uh my my grandfather's from Brighton. My family's from Brighton. Brighton. Um okay. He was yeah, I'm like a quarter English. So he's from Brighton and I have an aunt uh an uncle who live in Bournemouth, England. Um, Interesting. And I've never been to either. I've never well, been over there. That's South Coast and that's cool cuz I I grew up I'm sort of from the South Coast and I'm now oh. living on the East Coast, so I've definitely which if we want to get historical about this um uh the 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 south coast area was was settled by the uh, the area i'm from was is winchester which was the home of the west saxons in the pre-norman conquest era and the area that i'm in now is called essex which is an abbreviation of the east saxons so the saxons okay. being the tribes that came out from germany and uh, in the like say the sort of dark ages um mm -hmm. and uh when i moved here an old friend of mine texted me and was like man west saxon goes to east saxon land that's <laughs> That's some bad shit. And I was that, like, man, man, that 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 shit, that fight ended long time ago. <laughs> He's still holding a grudge. He's like, you apparently, traitor. So. He 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 doesn't even live anywhere near. He lives in Oxford, which is nowhere near either of these places. Yeah. But nevertheless. So is it the same? Because I'm in Jersey, and that's the same. Like, no matter where you live in New Jersey, like, there's this dumb uh, feud all the time between whether there's a central Jersey or not, which is right. just fucking stupid because there's a center to everything. You know what I mean? So, like, but there's people who don't. Uh, there's just a north and south Jersey, and that's it. Oh, but yeah, there sure. is a yeah. So like um, but no matter where you're from, somebody's always disgusted that they think if you if they think you're from somewhere else. Like God absolutely. forbid you make a mistake. Well, it's very it's been interesting you're from Jersey because um uh, the, I, I have a theory. Uh -oh. I've done I've done a lot of touring in the States, I know, sorry. Um no, the, no. The, like Essex and New Jersey are quite um, transferable in terms of like geography and stereotypes in the sense that like some parts of New Jersey are basically New York city and some yes. parts are fucking miles away from New York city. Same as right. Essex. One part of Essex is basically London. 
and where I am is is an hour and a half away from London, um, which is oh. about a thousand miles in America. Um, and uh, similarly, I mean, there's a lot of jokes about Jersey girls transfer to go, jokes about Essex girls and that kind of thing, yeah. and they're kind of bullshit. Um, so the, I, I I feel like I've I've moved to the New Jersey of the UK. <laughs> And, oh, and, man. and and happy about that I am too. And and in fact, if I'm going to extend this metaphor way past breaking point, um, I'm going to think of where I live now. I'm not going to say exactly where I live now, but I'm thinking of the town where I am now is maybe being a little bit like Asbury Park. Oh, oh all right, dude. That's <laughs> I mean, a, no, that's great. It's not like Asbury Park here at all. <laughs> but um, but but it, you know, that's my new theory. I love Asbury, man. Asbury. <laughs> Have you, yeah. you've done shows there, right? Many times in the Asbury Park punk scene um, mm-hmm. uh, is 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 amazing and like um, I've got there are houses there I used to sleep on the floor and um, uh, <laughs> yeah just just there's there's a lot of great bands out there and and um, uh, used to play the lanes all the time and I've played yeah. the Wonder Bar and I've played the Stone Pony which was a huge thing for me yeah. Um, so yeah so 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 I know well and incidentally as I'm sure you know but I didn't know Asbury and Asbury Park are two separate places. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, so for example, yeah. for example, if you were a young English musician on your first ever solo tour of the USA, which was literally solo, it was just me, and I didn't drive at the time, so I was getting around by kind of public transport and bumming mm-hmm. lifts and greyhound buses and all this kind of thing. It's right. probably useful information to know that they're different places. <laughs> did you <clears throat> rather tell than, me you didn't make it to a gig? <laughs> I, I did. I did. Actually, I've got it. Okay, I've got to tell you the story because it's amazing. Please. I, I I got most of the way towards. I was on the train. I got most of the way to Asbury, and then I was like looking at the train map, and it mm-hmm. had Asbury and Asbury Park, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Um, and managed <laughs> to kind of recalibrate. And it was. Uh, I was going to the lanes. It was the first show of a tour called the Revival Tour with a uh, guy called Chuck Reagan. Guy called Tim okay. Barry, guy called Ben Nichols from the band Lucero, mm-hmm. um, and we were all and Chuck Reagan from Hot Water Music and all this kind of thing. So I was joining the tour. I was the unknown. I was the English guy opening up the tour and all this kind of thing. And, and I was right. really excited. These are some of my favorite artists. And so I'm running a little late. It's and it was October, so it was kind of dark by the time I got to Asbury Park Station. And I felt like I was the only person who got off the train. And I didn't know where the lanes was. And this is pre Google Maps on your phone. I might add. Oh God. Um, and I had an address, obviously. And I had my rucksack and I had my guitar case. And I was like, I'm going to get a cab. And then it, I don't know if you've ever been to Asbury Park train station. Oh, yeah. Basically, there's not really a station. This train just kind of gives up for a bit. And then, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Perfect way to describe it. Absolutely. I've done so I got off it. the train and looked around and being like, shit. And yep. then there was one cab, right? So I went over to the cab. And as a Jersey person, I'd be interested in your opinion about this story. I mm. went over to the cab thinking to myself, thank god there's a cab this is this is gonna be fine right. so i go up and i knock on the window the guy's like yeah where are you headed i said the lanes he said no problem i threw my stuff in the in the trunk as you would say the boot i would say yeah um and i got in the back of the cab and was sat down and was like let's go and he didn't go anywhere <laughs> and then about two minutes later someone else came and got in the cab and told them where they were going mm-hmm. and i was like this is my cab <laughs> like <laughs> you know why are you getting in my cab? But the yeah. driver seemed cool with it, and I was very out on a limb at this point. And I was like, I guess maybe this is how cabs work in Jersey. <laughs> the guy still didn't fucking go anywhere. And right. then, um, then like um, an elderly African American woman with what I'm presuming is her granddaughter came, and they got in the back with me. So now there's somebody in the front, and I'm in the back <laughs> in one corner, and there's this kind of like eight year old girl in the middle, and then her grandma in the corner. And then, so now the cab is full. Mm-hmm. And the cabbie starts driving, and he's told these other people. These other people told him I was going. Not said another word to me, um, and then uh, starts driving. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, "Am I being kidnapped? Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, what, what's happening here, please?" Um, and it's I the reverse kind of, taken. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I was kind of clearly looking a bit fidgety because this girl and the, this sort of eight year old girl who was so like sweet and mm. lovely and sort of angelic, she kind of looked at me, and she looked at grandma. She looked at me, she looked at grandma and she went, who's this guy? <laughs> and I wanted to say, who the fuck are you? Yeah. This is my cab. I got yeah. in the cab first. Um, anyway, I didn't say anything. I was just like going, oh, what the fuck? Um, and then we dropped yeah. off the guy in the front. And then uh, after about five minutes, then we drove five minutes somewhere else. We dropped off those two. And then the driver dro- drove back and then dropped me at the lanes, which is literally a stone's throw away from the fucking train station. <laughs> 
And that was my arrival oh, in Asbury Park. Amazing. Yeah. He was probably like, I'll drive you, but I'm not, I'm fucking waiting for... <laughs> right, I, I guess, I guess yeah. that might have been part of it. He was like, I'm not fucking driving over there. It's... That was absolutely it. He was being a dick. Man, he could have just told you, like, hey, you can just walk down there. And he was like, I'm going to do it, but I'm yeah. not just leaving. But I was... I, I, what, what he didn't know and what I've had to tell him is I was in a place where it was like, I will give you at least $20 for this journey because I'm <laughs> fucking tired and on my own. I don't know where I'm going and just take the money up front and just take me there. Even if it's literally next door, I don't care. Um, but I didn't say that. So have you seen now in the days of Uber, because I've done this a few times where I've gone, like I've flown to do a gig somewhere, gotten out and mistaken a regular car for an Uber and had somebody like oh, nearly freak the fuck out that I'm getting it. Like I've thrown my luggage in, you know, when you like, open, like I got out of the LAX uh, thought I saw like a little blinking Uber thing in somebody's car. I don't know what I thought it was. I was probably just delirious. Got in, opened my door, threw my bags in first. <laughs> like I just saw like the driver kind of panic, but I was like, uh, uh, maybe they thought like, oh, they were going to help me with my bags. And I got in, they were like, get out. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, fuck, I'm sorry. I don't yeah, know yeah. What I'm doing. I've, I've never done that myself. I have a story about that and I'm going to try and tell in a kind of circumspect and legal way, but it's about a friend of mine. It genuinely <laughs> is about a friend of mine. This we won't hear this part. Just tell me everything. Myself. <laughs> is that how Twitch works? Okay. Um, so uh, a friend of mine was, he'd been, at, he was at a house party. It had been going all night and he wanted to buy some illegal substances, some weed or whatever. And, and, right. He um, like called his guy or whatever, um, and his guy arrived, and he went outside, and he got in the wrong fucking car. He got in the car of like a middle-aged housewife who just dropped her child at school, Holy and like shit. got in the passenger seat and just like you know doing that thing where you don't make eye contact and just like put money down, mm -hmm. like <laughs> next to the geared stick or whatever, and was like, yeah, yeah, cool. And she was like. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my car! <laughs> and he is like a pretty kind of skittish dude at the best of times. And he was like, fuck! And, I mean, I wasn't there, but he told me the story. And, and like, right. you know, shit himself and like jumped out of the car. And then she like threw the money out of the window. And then wow. I think like his guy had like seen this happen and was like, oh no, fuck this and driven away. Uh, <laughs> so... I feel like there's so many, so my, so even before the days of Uber, any of that kind of shit, like my grandfather uh, was legally blind when he was around. So we couldn't drive. So we'd have to drive him every, anywhere, everywhere, you know, whatever to the store and stuff. And we had dropped him off to go inside like a Home Depot or whatever. And uh, I think my, we had like, this, this is a story that I remember my family telling me, but basically uh, my mom went to like pick him up. And the station wagon we had, but there's another station wagon that pulled up first and he can't see shit ba like barely as it is anyway, but he's, you know, English. So he's just very, whatever he gets in the car, opens the door, sits down, lights a cigarette, smokes it <laughs> and looks over. And the driver is like this. She's like this on the window of the car, like terrified. And he's like, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> like it's sucking nothing, uh, but I just, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah I feel less bad about doing it with an Uber. My, um, my, I, this is a family law, a great, one of my great grandfathers who I never met, obviously, <laughs> but like the story that my, my, my dad's family is very sort of clannish, if you know what I mean. Like I know all mm -hmm. my second cousins and my third cousins. Actually, one time I, I played a By game. By the way, my... clannish means something totally different here. So just. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes. Yes. No, but for like tribal. a second, I was like, mm, Tri tribal, <laughs> let's say tribal. I got gotcha. Um, but uh, so, a, a brief aside, I done it. I did a show in London one time um, at a place called the Roundhouse, um, which is a, a cool venue in Camden. It's quite, it's like three thousand people, or whatever. And we hired a bar opposite. It was the last day of the tour. It was my biggest show ever at the time, and um, uh, we'd hired my friend's bar. And it was like you could only come in if you had the right pass and all this shit. And my dad's family are, are a London family, and uh, for a long time, my family didn't really kind of notice what I did for a living. Do you know what I mean? When I was mm -hmm. kind of slogging it out at the bottom end, and now I'm yeah, playing yeah. the big venue in North. London where they're from so they all wanted to come and right. um I put a bunch of them on the guest list and um I got to the after party and I'm you know I'm the bell of the ball so I'm running around saying hi to people and stuff and one right. of the security guys who I know because it's my friend's bar and I know the guys who work there and everything comes yeah. over to me and he's like I'm like how are you going are you having everything all right and he's like man I'm having a nightmare at the at the door there's this massive crowd of assholes pretending to be your cousins <laughs> and I looked over and I was like yeah they're my cousins and he was like are they all your cousins? And I was like, yeah, they're definitely all my cousins. I've got like 30 first cousins or whatever it is. Oh, my God. 
So anyway, um, there was a story about my great grandfather, and this would have been, I'm guessing, in kind of like the 20s or the 30s or something like that. And mm -hmm. he um, apparently had a theory that the the camber of a road, you know, the way a road is generally sort of curved like this, yeah, yeah. was like had nothing to do with rain runoff or anything like that. It was a conspiracy um, from the tire manufacturers to make you wear out your tires in an uneven fashion if you drove on one side of the road. Wow. Um, and therefore, you'd need to replace your tires more often. And somehow, <laughs> they managed <laughs> to like, capture the road building industry to get in on this shit. Um, yeah. and, so, and so, he apparently used to drive at like 20 miles an hour in the dead center of the road, wherever he went. <laughs> in a kind of like, fuck you guys. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm not going to wear out my tires. I'm just, this is me. And, and, and apparently when he started doing this, it was kind of like, let's say the 20s or whatever. And this was a period of time where there's not much traffic on the road and everyone drives really slow, right, so yeah. it's kind of okay. And then by the end of his life, when he was kind of ancient and blind, he mm. was still doing this shit. And, you know, and, and, it, and it had become dangerous. Like, motorways exist at this point, this kind of thing. <laughs> right. uh, and uh, they had to, like, take away his driving license and stuff because he, Holy was, shit. Uh, he was a menace. Wow. That's incredible. Is that where, like, so is your, because uh, that seems kind of like your little, a little bit of your rebellious nature in there. Do you think you got it from your great-grandfather? Um, yeah. I mean, actually, um, his uh, daughter, who is my grandmother, was called uh, Peggy Turner. And um, huh. she, I wrote a song about her called Peggy Turner Blues. She was a maniac. <laughs> Somebody said a... their grandpa had the same same freaking tire. Conspiracy. Oh, really? See, wow. maybe it's not a conspiracy. Maybe it's no. true. Yeah. Yeah. And the Democrats are pedophiles. No, I'm kidding. Um, the... <laughs> <laughs> they got Pizzagate down in the UK yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, it's Tiregate, Pizzagate. No, I'm kidding. Pizza um, uh, the I've lost my thread. Um, yeah, you know, my grandmother. My grandmother was crazy, and like I could, I we could happily finish the rest of our lives with me telling stories about her. I do remember mm. that, like, um, she, my grandfather used to um, go through customs immigration separately from her when they got back to the UK from a holiday or whatever, um, and and I. I, I heard about this. I, I never actually met my grandfather. He died before I was born. But um, mm -hmm. the the story went that after several years of marriage, he just on principle would pretend he didn't know her because <laughs> she was always <laughs> smuggling shit. And I don't mean like drugs or whatever, but like, right. you know, there's a limit to the amount of like cigarettes and alcohol, for example, that you're allowed to carry across international borders. Right. Mm -hmm. you, and, yeah. and it's got to be, there are numbers on it, but the numbers are supposed to be there for personal use. And there's a story that one time she got pulled over and a guy opened up a suitcase and it was just crammed full of fags and whiskey. And the guy was like, what the fuck? And apparently she pulled out one of the cigarettes and started smoking and went, personal use. Um, <laughs> Holy uh, shit. Yeah, That's she incredible. Was, she gave me my first drink when I was 10. Oh, um, not beautiful. Yeah, I was beating her at a game of cards. She didn't want to lose. So she, she looked at me and said, have you ever tried whiskey? And I said, <laughs> no. Um, and she said, well, gentlemen, drink whiskey is what she said. I love that um, gambling and drinking both started from your grandmother. Yeah, yeah. And well, it's my, my, my dad's mom. And my mom was not a fan. Oh, wow. <laughs> as, you might, as you might imagine. Um, uh, but yeah, she was, she, was, she was fucking crazy. That's awesome. I, nobody gave me my first drink. I accidentally stole it. My grandfather used to drink uh, uh, whiskey all the time, and I always drank apple juice as a child, and they look oddly similar in a glass. <laughs> and uh, it didn't even occur to me that it was up high, so I wouldn't get it. And I just like, was like, everybody was talking in the kitchen, and I was like, well, fuck it. My, you know, <laughs> I don't know why Brent. they would put my drink up there, but I like, <laughs> grabbed the chair, grabbed it, and was like, and then, aged, uh, aged what? <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. But, it was just like, holy shit. Yeah, it was no, but how, how Age, old you? I was, I was four. I was four. Oh, wow. Okay. Getting yeah. Your, getting your, wow, oh, yeah. It was good. I, I, mean, I choked pretty hard. I was like, you know, they were like, what the hell's wrong with him? Like, hold Yeah, the I, I could. <laughs> this is some serious orange <laughs> apple juice, man. Um, I do remember when I was a teenager, my older sister, who I'm very, very close with, um, she, she's two and a half years older than me. I was going to a house party. I must have been about 12. And my older mm -hmm. sister's like 14. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so she knows the shit. And yeah. she told me she was like, Oh, you got a house party, you gotta take a drink with you. And I was like, Really? Um and, <laughs> and I might add, totally didn't need to do that. It wasn't like that at right. all. Um, but she's like, Yeah, yeah, you gotta take it, you can't show up without a drink. Um, mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh, okay, what are we what are we gonna do? And she said, Well, you'd nick it from 
dad's like drinks cupboard he had a cupboard with spirits and stuff in um and i was like okay so she got like an empty liter coke bottle right this true story and and Mm -hmm. she all true stories uh she she went in there and (laughs) and with this with the kind of with the kind of like wisdom of an aging connoisseur if you know what i mean she she was like so what you've got to do is put a little (laughs) bit of each one in the bottle so I had like two shots of whiskey, two shots of vodka, two shots of gin, all of this shit in oh, in, shit. in a in a Coke bottle, and then topped off with Coke, as in like Coca Cola, but a bit like yeah. not much. And right. then and and then she was like, and then you just shake it and then you drink it, yeah. Um, and then she was like, but just don't drink it like all in one go. Um, oh and that's what you do when you go to a house party. Um, and and I was like, okay. <laughs> because I had, yeah, I had no idea. Um, so I went to this house party, and it was you know with some of my best friends. Nobody else had a drink, um, right. and uh, I just necked the whole thing. Obviously, um, oh my God. and uh, I don't really remember what happened after that. <laughs> but according Ooh, to my friend Ed, I threw up whilst trampolining shortly oh. afterwards, which was. Um, explosive i think would yeah be the words yeah trampoline that's bold man all that and you went on a trampoline i mean well apparently so like i say i don't really have any memory of this um right i remember i remember feeling fucking awful the next oh day <laughs> somebody just asked if she was trying to kill you <laughs> i mean i don't think she was trying to kill me we get on well my sister yeah. and i um, yeah, yeah so uh that does, yeah. that does seem like a, a a rivalry thing if you guys didn't get along well that would be a good rivalry thing to do though Right, totally. But I mean, we, we've 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 almost always been tight. There was a moment in time when my mum, for reasons that now escape me, insisted that I get judo lessons at school. I think it was because <laughs> for for like ten minutes. I think it was because I didn't do any other sports, and I hated sports, and I was really not a sporting kid. And it was something that came up that I didn't immediately reject because I'd seen Karate Kid, and it was sort of adjacent to that or something. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was judo at an English school, so it was a bunch of scrawny, disinterested spotty little kids right. um shivering in <laughs> ill-fitting pajamas um uh, with with some fucking psychopathic ex-army dickhead like <laughs> do you know what i mean like really taking some of his frustrations that hit the way his life worked out on and these like just tossing dogs, kids just like the and then you slam them to the ground <laughs> um and um wow yeah, and you know, and then and then you take the dog tags off. Um, but like, <laughs> but You're uh, like what dog tags? <laughs> yeah, so so I did, I did, I did this for like, I mean, in my memory, it lasted for I did it like three weeks or something. But I do remember that I came home and like went up to my sister and was like, so if you put like one hand here, she's mm-hmm. like, okay, and I was like, you put the other one here, she's like, okay, and then I went, what's that? And slammed her on the floor, and she was. Like, <laughs> Wait, somebody said talk about the harp grade one. What is that? Oh, for fuck's sake. This is my dark secret that I I can't even remember. This is the problem with fucking lockdowns. I've started revealing my dark (laughs) secrets. I did. um, I I do have grade one harp. Oh, okay. I mean, I can't remember anything about it, but um, I basically it's I I was at school and um, I was doing piano lessons. They weren't going very well. This is prior to me discovering the music of Iron Maiden, so I didn't really give a fuck about music conceptually. I was getting like regular old piano lessons, which I hated at the okay. time and, and not doing very well. And then I just, again, I can't really remember the details, but they're like the school had a harp, and they're fucking enormous, particularly mm-hmm. if you're like ten or nine or whatever. I dated somebody um, who played the harp. They're like yeah, gigantic. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, and I think somebody somewhere just sort of suggested that I could do this, and I did for like. Mm a year or something and then i remember uh i i did it and then i stopped because i moved schools and they didn't have a harp at the new school and my mom initially was like well we could invest in one if that's a thing that you're actually gonna pursue as you would say to a child and i was like maybe and then my mom looked it up and like a a harp cost cost like three times what our family car cost and i was like fuck (laughs) off you are not going to be a fucking harp player so that was the end of my harping career wow there is one do you miss it though (laughs) um every day every day i wake up and i remember this which is (laughs) They see, yes, 
That, <laughs> that's great. I mean, it looks like I'm just doing a thumbs up now, but it's, yeah, it does. It, but <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a, that's just that's a screen grab we're gonna use for this when we post online. Like, yeah, right. There you go. Give me a thumbs up. Yeah, it doesn't seem like I, I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like a fun instrument to play. And that was always a thing too. Like I, I like I think I wanted. I there was this girl in band at one point in high school or whatever, and I wanted to play the. You know, you wanted to be next to somebody that you liked or whatever, and I took up the flute and fucking Ooh. sucked. Oh yeah, but oh, it was horrible. Um, I didn't like. I had one. I think I don't know if somebody gave me one. It was a hand-me-down flute, and then they were they were like, you know, it's the same thing. That we're like, well, unhygienic. <laughs> <laughs> Not to give it away, but you know, didn't have the money uh, for a flute. I mean, to be honest, it sounds like a like a terrible metaphor, but anyway. Yeah. Oh no, it totally does. Yeah. It's, a, it's an American. His... It's an American pie reference. It's gave cool. me a, uh, a, a hand-me-down flute. Um, by the way, I read a news report the other day that said they've done tests and of all of the instruments, they're doing everything doing particle emissions tests oh, on everything now. And right. apparently, the flute is the worst, the furthest projector of oh, like saliva particles. So now, you, if you are, have any way of contacting this person, or are still in touch with this person who you were trying to impress, yeah, I could be like, hey, heads up, you. Uh... <laughs> yeah, i already all. spit all over you so you know yeah 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 we're good let's just get <laughs> yeah, together yeah. that'd be a great text to send out uh when you're bored in, <laughs> when you're bored in fucking quarantine oh god oh yeah. wow that's it though i don't what was the first instrument you did learn how to play was it just piano or well, you yeah, gave I, up I had on these, that i had i had piano lessons because my parents are middle class well, and so am i so um and that's <laughs> the thing that middle class people do so um and i was i was riotously shit at it because okay. i didn't practice because i was doing kind of i did grade two piano and then i did grade one and grade two mm -hmm. and you know um and i i i remember that like this was around the time that i i, I discovered metal i discovered iron maiden sort of randomly having not oh, really nice. engaged with any kind of modern music because my parents didn't listen to it um mm -hmm. i had this moment in time in my head this happened in the same week that's almost certainly not true but um the <laughs> i i discovered the music of iron maiden through a friend of mine's older brother and then i also the freddie mercury tribute concert was on tv oh and, nice you know it was metallica guns and roses extreme let's forget about extreme um uh you know black sabbath <laughs> um you know, it was just an an unbelievable lineup, and right. um, uh, and me and my older sister just sat there like going, "What the fuck <laughs> is this?" It was like rock music arrived. Um, wow! So, and this was how old were you? <clears throat> Ten. Ten. Okay. Wow. And uh, so this was happening, and it was this huge moment in my life, and. Um, I was in the midst of these terrible piano. Not, I'm sure she's a good teacher, um, uh, but I, I, I hated it. I never practiced week on week, right. and then would and then would do that thing, you know, where you show up for a lesson and you're trying to pretend that you have practiced. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I've had a bit of trouble with all of it, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah. uh, and then um, I do remember I had this. I'm not sure I've ever talked about this in public before. I remember that I went to like a record shop in Winchester and they had the sheet music for I would do anything for love by meatloaf, which was a current hit at the time wow. uh, and is a fucking great song. I might add. Right. Um, and, uh, and it's piano based and this was useful information. I was like, amazing. Yeah. Like if I take this, my piano teacher, you know, I would then be motivated. You know, I clearly wanted yeah. to be motivated to learn. So I bought the sheet music um, and I took it to my piano teacher. And she's like, fuck you. I'm not teaching that for, for many different reasons. <laughs> One of which is there's no universe in which you can play this right now, because mm. seriously. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so anyway, and in the end, I, I scraped through grade two with, I think, I think you can get like a pass, a merit and a distinction. Right. And I got, I got a pass, which is the kind of like, I'll uh, go on the kind of mark. Um, <laughs> And my piano teacher actually said to me, I don't really think that playing music is going to be your thing in life. I think that, um, wow. you know, she was like, she was like, no hard feelings, but like, this is a fucking waste of both. You know what? Let's time. bring her into the room. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and like in, at the time I was furious and one could make the argument that the rest of my life has been one long attempt to prove her wrong. Um, oh, that's but, um, because at around almost the same, I was pissed off about this at the time because mm -hmm. I was in the middle of doing that thing that kids do of falling head over heels in love in an incredibly nerdy, passionate way with music conceptually. And, um, there was a guy at my school who was kind of like a, he was kind of like a rich kid and his parents had bought him like a Les Paul for Christmas or something. Wow. And it was in a cupboard in like the music area of the school. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was there and he never fucking touched it. Um, and then I, one day I asked around this time, I asked him if I could like play it from time to time. And he was like, I don't give a shit. 
Like his parents <laughs> got him a fucking Les Paul for Christmas and he didn't want it and he didn't care. Wow. Um, and so for the next kind of year or so, I used to just like fanny about on this um, very badly um, mm-hmm. uh, on, on, a, on, a, on a fucking Les Paul gold top. So um, uh, that, and, and, and then, you know, did that again, do that thing because do I just started like driving yeah. into it and, and just trying to learn. And then, um, and now I'm a mediocre guitar player and that'll show her. <laughs> I my friend gave me a uh, a banjo that his dad had, and I swore I was going to learn how to do it. And I've had it, and it's hanging on my wall. And there's like a Kermit hanging off of it, you know, Muppet right. movie. Uh, and I and I I suck so fucking hard at that thing, man. I'm it's trying it's to like, a hard instrument. Yeah, and it, do you play, it looks do you play so much fun. I you don't know. I've never played guitar. Right. I had a keyboard, and I learned to memorize some music and stuff like that on right. there. Yeah, but that yeah. was about it, it. But even if you play guitar. Like playing banjo properly, there are people who play banjo like a guitar, and it is one of my absolute fucking pet hates in life. And I think they're a great band. I genuinely do. But right. I saw Old Crow Medicine Show play live, and at least oh. one of the banjo players was playing banjo with a normal flat pick and strumming it. And I was like, no. Oh. Um, uh, it would. I mean, I might be wrong about this, and if somebody from Old Crow Medicine Show is now going to call me an asshole, and I'll take it. So bring sorry. him in the room. No, I'm just kidding. That's what yeah, I'm going to they, do. They, they're, they're, they're a fucking great band. So I'll yeah. shut up. But um. No, anyway, so it, even as a guitar player, like the banjo is a confusing instrument, um, and uh, I, I have one somewhere. Um, yeah, even string it like this one is pretty. Like even stringing it, like uh, I, I remember I brought it to a, a place to like ask them to like show me how to do it, and it's an old. It's like it's old. I think it was like his dad's, and then his dad's right. dad's or whatever. But it's a. It's just. It's still in great shape. It's just cool and or whatever. And like we're trying to figure out how to string it, and the two of us, like idiots in this store, are like looking up. <laughs> Like, like how to guides how to do whatever and i'm thinking like aren't you supposed to know but he was like a little younger than me too so he was like i don't yeah, know yeah. how to do this well so i'm was- not sure i mean with at least until the advent of mumford and sons i'm not sure it was a super common instrument right yeah yeah that's true. generally the other thing about banjo which i took me a time to learn is that you have to tune the drum head because the whole fucking point is that it's a drum head with strings on it that's what a banjo is right and like i spent a while trying to learn my banjo going man this thing sounds fucking awful um until somebody was like have you tuned the drum head and i was like the what now yeah. um and they were like look at it it's a fucking drum with a guitar neck stuck on it <laughs> I was like, oh right yeah so that's a good point man i don't think i've done that and i think it still yeah. sounds like shit i just thought it was because it was old maybe i solved your problem man <laughs> and we're done here yeah uh, no. <laughs> this whole thing has been about a bit i'm trying to get you on for the banjo um so what is, I, <laughs> that's it um so i have so i so when did you did you did you at one point because you were in the states for a while but you never thought of living here right is that not, did that uh, not? no 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 i did actually i mean it's that that's that's an interesting topic um well for me. I, I like yeah because i knew you were here for a while and i don't but there's not too much about that and i was curious no, I, was I mean like, i you know, i toured endlessly yeah and like um wh- I love I love America a lot. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things, obviously, I'm 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 painfully aware that my experience of America has been through one very specific prism, which is the prism of being a touring musician, which is wonderful experience of a, of a country. But like, right. I, I long ago, hopefully, tried to stop being an amateur demographer. Do you know what I mean? See, the thing yeah, about yeah. America is, it's like I've seen the people who come to my shows. I haven't like, right. Anyway, um, like it, America is a country that is well built for touring. Partly because mm-hmm. it's a country that's based on kind of movement, on driving, and all that kind of thing. It's also fucking enormous. Like it is extremely easy to overtour the UK. It is not possible to overtour the USA in my experience because by right. the time you finish, you can just start again. Um, and yeah. uh, you know, and I love that about the place. And I grew up. My Bible as a kid was um, the book. Excuse me, a book called "Get in the Van" by Henry Rollins, which is his tour diaries of the Black Flag years. Um, oh, I have cool. my Black Flag tattoo on my wrist. And, nice. Um, I used to read that, and it was funny because as a kid, I used to read it, and it might as well have been a fairy tale. Do you know what I mean? It was like yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd never been to a punk show the first time I read it, let alone to America, let alone on tour and all this sort of shit. Mm-hmm. And now, um, uh, you know, that was a big thing for me. And so when I first got to the states touring, um, I was so excited to be there, um, and I did an awful lot of American touring. And I guess one of the things I'm kind of proud of is that like there's a lot of English bands who, for whatever reason, We'll come over and do, you know, New York, LA, Chicago, Boston, right? And call it an American tour, and it's like, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> you know, I think I can't remember what my, I think I've done forty-four states now. I've got mm. a few left to go, um, but like, you know, I've played, I've played a hundred thousand shows in Ohio already, and like, you know, and I've played in 
Kentucky and I've played in Mississippi and it, do you know what I mean? It's like it's, yeah, it's, you I, have I've, to do all that. Yeah, and I've I've kind of seen the country a little more than a lot of my English friends who are like, oh yeah, I've been to America, I've been to New York, and I'm like, I mean, I love New York. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Of course. Like Jesus Christ, dude, that's not like <laughs> all yeah. the country has to offer. Um, so you know, I love that. I mean, there was a point in time when I guess um, I considered the merits of of settling. I mean, at the same time though, this was a point in time when I didn't have my own place in the UK. Um, so it was kind of academic to a degree. I had about a nine year period where I didn't have a place of my own. Um, right. and it was a very bourgeois form of homelessness in the sense that I would crash in the spare in my mum's house or, um, you know, there was a, there was a bar in London called Nambuka that had a spare sofa upstairs and I'd sleep there. And so, you wow. know, it wasn't like I was like <laughs> ever like sleeping rough apart from one occasion. Um, right. uh, but which is a long story for another time, but, um, <laughs> Uh, you know, do you know what I mean? But, but so I didn't, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. have my own place, um, and um, I, uh, I, I guess I, I thought about Austin, Texas, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about Fort Collins, Colorado, um, which I love. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I did think about it, um, and for me, I guess if I was to move to the states, it would be that kind of thing. I'm not sure. I love Boston. I love New York. Um, right. I have I have learned to love LA, and in all honesty, I hated LA the first few times I went there. And yeah, um, that's a normal experience. Yeah, and <laughs> I guess the thing about LA is it's not a city. It no. is not a city. It's a gigantic, out of control suburb without a center, which is really Absolutely. strange. Yeah. And, um, they- they just build something up in the middle of the desert. Everybody came from all different yeah. places and they're like, yeah, I guess this, we're going to live here. And Right. And there's something really quite sort of like almost like psychologically odd about the fact that there's no center to navigate around. You know, in any yeah, given no. city, you tend to kind of figure out where you are vis-a-vis a center or at least a couple of centers mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, you know, in New York, it's like, you know, where kind of like Manhattan is or downtown or whatever. Yeah. And, there's you a know, structure to New York, and it feels like LA is very fabricated. Like there's nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't feel real when I'm there for whatever reason. Every right. time I've had to go to LA, I lived there for uh, a, a while, and it was just. It wasn't a good. Like it just felt like I wasn't existing. Really, I don't know right. why. And I, I just sort of remember like everyone going on on. Oh, you got to go to Silver Lake. And I went to Silver oh, Lake, yeah. and it's like a sort of three block area that constitutes Silver Lake, and yeah. it's all like single story. And you're like, oh, okay, I've been to Silver Lake now. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> what and like yeah um but i think the thing is i have learned to, to love many things about la but like you have to kind of like adjust your focus in my right. experience you know what it's like the same you know what i liked I, eventually i loved everything the more i explored california i loved everything outside of la and i was like oh i'm just gonna go to la for work and that's it and then the rest yeah. of california i can enjoy somebody had asked uh why only black tattoos and gray tattoos and not color um well they're supposed to all be black but i guess some of them have been around for a while <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> there you go somebody had said color uh roseanne yeah. said color yeah. fades yeah no they were they are i only have black ink um in me i not really any reason other than aesthetics um i was in fact funnily enough i remembered this the other day because um i rewatched the film memento which i'm sure you've oh, seen memento so far yeah yeah and and uh, th- I, I got my first tattoo when I was 16, and so this was after that. But I, I got mm. my first two at 16, 17, then didn't get any for about sort of five, six years. And I guess I remember seeing Memento and just enjoying the aesthetic of his tattoo yeah. thing, that it was kind of stark and it was sort of information-based or something. Right. I don't know. I just, it, there's, there's no deep philosophy to it. It just, it's like, oh, that looks cool. Cool. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. Uh, yeah, they were like, we got a couple different questions. Somebody said something about a fat mic, too. So I'm trying to get to the, all the viewers that are. My question is, <laughs> oh, here we go. Frank Turner Twitch stream someone wants you to get. Oh, wow. Uh, you're not a gamer, but he could totally talk all day. I'm, and also anyone can play Minecraft. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a gamer. I have to say, um, I, uh, this is kind of an esoteric thing to talk about. But like, so um, my touring family and I have spent a lot more time communicating remotely. Mm-hmm. in the last year than ever before for obvious yeah. reasons um in fact generally speaking we spend so much time together that when we finish a tour we tend to go ah and like not talk to each <laughs> other for the two weeks we have until right. we have to live in, in a dormitory with wheels for another four months or whatever mm. but um jamie who's my uh guy who looks after my merch on the road who's from um uh he's from massachusetts um mm. and he is a hardcore gamer like are you a gamer I do. I do play video games a lot. Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm a gamer because I I stick to um, 
like very particular games. Like I, I never got into Halo where I was obsessed and playing it all the time over and over again like yeah. that. But I did like um uh God, I'm trying to think. Like uh Bio Bioshock was a game I loved. I got addicted to those games. Um Gears of War, my friends and I would play. Anything I can play with other people, I'm right. on board. I can't really sit in a room by myself, you know, and and just I can't do that. Yeah, I, I completed Sonic the Hedgehog too. Oh dude, um, yeah. <laughs> Wait, when? Because... Um, in, in, in roughly 1990. Um... <laughs> yes. No, I know what you mean. I love those games, and I be I, I like beating those games. I can't play them again, but yeah, that's where I, I was at too. That's but, but so so Jamie is like a he's like he's bought like this fucking like PC on steroids. Some head stuff. It looks like a fucking. Um, it looks like some kind of something out of a film, like he's hacking into a bank's mainframe yes. or something. <laughs> and and he told us, and it's like his partner. And that's a, I don't mean that to be a cruel thing to say, but he talk, mm. certainly talks about it like it's his wife. Um, and we've heard quite a lot about this thing <laughs> over the years on tour, but I'd never seen it before. And then, you know, we've had some crew kind of Zoom calls mm -hmm. uh, just to keep in touch with each other because we are basically like family. And um, yeah. He, it was amazing. You know, everybody just comes on Zoom like this. It's like you're sat in your house, you've got headphones yep. on, you whatever. And then, like, Jamie, honestly, like a fucking hacker from a bad Hollywood film. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's dark. He's uplit. He's got all these, like, whirring kind of um, fans in the background with, like, neon lights. And there's, like, fluid in a tube. Um, and he's got a headset. <laughs> And and he's also got the fucking fastest internet that anybody on the chat's got by a thousand miles. Wow. Like it's so fast, it's almost like he's like in his definition is so clear. It's like he's a little bit in the future. Um, and <laughs> he can actually reach onto that bookshelf and grab something he needs. From yeah, you. exactly. And he just sort of comes onto it. And he's, I don't know why, but the first time this happened, the chat started, and he was facing this way, and he just was like, "Hello," and it was like, <laughs> "Fuck!" <laughs> it's like. Jamie's in the future. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, I don't know why we're talking about this now, but yeah, I'm not, I, I haven't gamed um, or Twitch. Sorry, Twitch. That's what we're talking Oh, about. that's what it was. Yeah. Somebody yeah. wants to come onto Twitch. Yeah. Man. I did see somebody posted something about a documentary about the Nambuka scene. Yes, of course. I oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Um, I have considered the merits of right. I mean, for, for um, your benefit, John, that was, there's this bar called Nambuka in North London. I used to kind of live there. There was a bunch of kids. We were all young. We were all excited. We all had, didn't know what the rules were, and we were all on loads of drugs. And then we all formed <laughs> bands. Um, and I came out there. Like, the Mumford guys were kind of tangential to that scene. Um, mm -hmm. Laura Marling, um, Holloway's, Jamie T was part of it. The, um, Johnny Flynn was around. It was, it was, it was, and no one was anyone at the time. Do you know what I mean? Right. We were all just a bunch yeah, of yeah. fucking idiots. And it was very exciting. I have considered the merits of trying to write a book about it, actually. But then I remembered that I've written two books already. They were both very hard to write and they were both entirely about me and therefore didn't require any research. And they were still hard to write. And if I yeah. was to write a book about something else, I'd have to do research as well. So um, I just need something like a global pandemic to convince me to do that. Yeah, if only we had one, man. That'd yeah, be I know, right, yeah. Yeah, if only we were in some kind of second wave uh, <laughs> dystopian future, that'd be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way where I'm like, I don't think I've gotten enough done, and I need – now I'm like, oh, can this go on a little longer because I'm not ready <laughs> to yeah. go back? I mean, I am, obviously. but it's No, no, but I know – I was talking about this with my wife uh, yesterday, actually, about the, my, my bar for what constitutes a busy day has, like, plummeted in oh, a way yeah. that I'm quite worried about. Like, I used to be a pretty fucking busy person. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. out of necessity on tour, but even when I wasn't, you know, I would right. get a lot of shit done in a day. Yeah. And I liked that, and it made me feel like a productive member of society. And now right. it's like, if I have two things in my diary on one day, I'm like, better get to bed early, babe. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, tomorrow's yeah. called, woo, tomorrow. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's I'm, I I'm totally a little do. bit, I, I'm going to need to, like, um, ease myself back into real life a little bit yeah and i like i still like try to try to keep my i don't know what like it took me the longest time to not keep my same stand-up schedule where i was up until you know two three o'clock in the morning and then getting up in the afternoon because there's no point in doing it and everybody else who's like stuck in this situation is just they're they're trying to yeah. they're like they're gotten on a sleep schedule and they're like why aren't you oh it's it's like noon why are you just yeah. waking up? And I'm like, oh. no, I know what you mean. Yeah. I made I made a gross error right at the start of lockdown. About a month into it, um, I found that I was sleeping like crazy hard and like yeah. long and having wild dreams. It was a very strange thing. Oh, yeah. And um, my guitar tech, um, who's like one of my nearest and dearest friends, um, mm -hmm. has two children 
who at the start of lockdown were both under two years old. And um, we were chatting, we were having a FaceTime or whatever. And I said to him, man, I'm just sleeping for fucking ever. Are you? And he was like, no, <laughs> no, I'm fucking not sleeping forever, yeah. you asshole. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, right. Sorry. Same thing happens to me, man. My friend, I, I try so hard not to do that kind of stuff with my friends who've got kids and who are stuck doing the virtual learning and stuff and doing all that kind of crap. Because I'm like, I'm like having different sets of problems where like I, I have like literal nightmares now. Uh, I've been having them for months where like I'm not wearing a mask. I got somebody else in, and I don't go out. Like I follow it pretty hard, like hard or whatever. But yeah. like my brain is just also like I've been socializing in my sleep, in my dreams. Where like Ooh. people I haven't seen for fucking years. I'm literally, it's not even good. They're not even fucking sex. You know what I mean? Where I'm like getting, getting a benefit. <laughs> I'm literally just having coffee with someone. Those are my nightmares yeah. and dreams at the same time. It's yeah, like, yeah. Dream part is getting to talk to somebody in a cafe. Nightmares, I've given them COVID. Like that. I think, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, it's it's a strange thing. I find like there was a moment last year, kind of spring last year, when over here we were still in like 100% lockdown. And I right. got really good at like keeping up with my friends. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yes, and I, I had, I had this principle that like, I was never going to fucking text anyone. I would fucking FaceTime them every time because first of all, no one's got anything to do. And secondly, right. like I'm, I don't see anybody like, and so, you know, I, I think, Oh, I want to have Dave's doing it rather than text Dave. I'd be like, fuck it. I'm calling him. And I'd, I'd FaceTime him and he'd be on the toilet or whatever, but you, right. you know what I mean? yeah, give yeah. people a heads up. I've learned this, yep. but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, so, and, and I was really, really good at that. And like, um, right now we're back in a hundred percent lockdown over here. We have yes. been all year so far and, um, I'm finding it to be the hardest one so far mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. I think it's cold. Um, it's yeah. not novel anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. there's no kind of like, Ooh, crisis. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just shit. Um, and, and I've got really, really bad at, at my socializing. Yeah, I know me too. It's my weird how quickly. Yeah. Like in, in the beginning of this, for some reason, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's shitty to say it out loud too, but I felt okay. I have no idea why mm. that in the middle of a crisis when everything was coming down, but that's when like, I went into like, <laughs> okay, I know exactly what I have to do. We have to go to, you know, we, we got to go out sparingly, you know, you got to wipe down your groceries. It was, it was new and it was like an impression of that. It wasn't going to last long. And well, now yeah, I'm breaking. It, right. It was, it was also, it was just kind of like, I think everybody, regardless who you are and what you do in the course of quote unquote normal life, you get into kind of routines and patterns yeah. and all the rest of it. And, th- and I think everybody on some secret level sort of fantasizes about throwing their life away and doing something crazy and completely yes. different. And I think that there was a moment at the beginning of that was was like, well, I've been forced into this now, so I didn't even have to take that crazy decision. And now, like, right. oh my god, I, I've got to, you know, stay in the house and and blah 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 blah. And that was all kind yeah. of exciting. And and now it's just there's it's just not exciting. It's just shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's absolutely it. And like, it's weird because like, even my my uh, some of my friends have to put their kids uh, back in school depending on the district. Some of them don't mm. or whatever. And it's crazy because I feel like we have this opportunity to like totally revamp how we like to acknowledge the fact that we have a system that doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like we we yeah, like yeah. this thing made us see very clearly that we uh, that our our fucking system is broken. But we have people that are like have a stronghold on doing the exact same shit no matter what. So I feel like we're just casually being forced back into the same garbage. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I don't want to. Like, I'm not ready. To, I want to go back out and tour and I want to do that shit. But I don't yeah. want to like do it against, uh, you know, just because like, hey, you might die, you might not. Fuck it. You no, know? I know. Yeah, yes, of course, of course. I mean, I think there's uh, this is um, rather less hilarious than I was expecting <laughs> a topic than, than we were. Yeah, sorry, like, I know. No, but, but like, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of shit happening in the music industry right now. It's very interesting to me in the sense mm-hmm. that like, um, you know, I mean, especially kind of recently, there was a thing where a lot of musicians are pretty fucking broke right now. Um, yeah. And a, a lot of record labels are real fucking rich right now of, and like richer than they were before the pandemic. And mm-hmm. it's like, hold on a minute. Like yeah. what? Um, and, you know, and it just a lot of the kind of like, I mean, I, this is very specific to me and it's not the most pressing issue facing our society and so on and so forth. But like for me personally, like, you know, I, there's a lot of things that could be improved, should we say, yeah about the music and the way the music industry is structured. And I feel like a lot, there's about to be a period of quite productive chaos. I'm quite a big fan of chaos generally. Me too. Um, and I feel like, for example, this summer, like everyone's bummed out because Glastonbury got canceled. Now I love Glastonbury. It's an amazing festival. It's no surprise to me that you can't put together 300,000 people on drugs in a field right now. Um, but <laughs> which is what it is. Um, yeah. But um, like a lot of people go, well, that's the summer canceled to which I'm kind of like, no, it fucking isn't man. 
And like, yeah. I, it's a bit too early for me to talk about specifics on this, but I have kind of vague plans to just kind of get in my car and go and stand on beer crates and fields. And, you know, obviously within guidelines and shit, I don't want to yeah, sure. make anything um, dangerous, but it's a bit kind of like, well, if all of the kind of dinosaurs are pulling up the rope ladder and licking their wounds and being sad that they can't do their normal massive corporate things they do which i've played many many times i'm not complaining yeah, about it but it's just like well fuck it do something else like yeah the, the, the punk rock thing diy do it yourself don't fucking wait for somebody else to tell you how it's done right and, and i think that there might be a really interesting moment of super punk rock approaches to live music coming um again it's always really important to stress that not in the sense of like being one of those there's been a bunch of bands who've done like non socially distance gigs recently and fuck oh, yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah. It's it's dumb Smash and it's lame. Uh, right. Do you know what I mean? Like that's when it came man. to mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's so I'm not talking about that, but I but just the yeah. idea that like, you know, just ways of thinking outside the box and just and, and kind yeah. of there's something cool about it because it strips it back to the absolute principles of what it's supposed to be, which is playing music for to entertain people. Yeah. And the that's end. the thing, like, yeah, no. <laughs> and scene. Uh, yeah. And no, but I know exactly what you mean, too, because the same way with comedy. I mean, like, comedy clubs are closing. They've been hit hard. But, like, you know, the Netflix, the streaming services are all doing well. Everybody that's got, you know, uh, you know, the stand-up specials and stuff that are yeah. on there, all these networks have all that kind of shit, so they're pumping them through. People are watching more of that than ever, and they're reaping the benefits of it. So those things aren't going under. But everything else has been completely fucking stopped, paused. Like, I had stuff that was going through. Um, I did, I did like a, a short film or whatever, and we got it. Um, the Jim Henson's company liked it, yada, 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 you know, and then it pandemic came. So all that went on pause and that's it. Yeah. So we're all kind of fucked, but me and my friends on this network on drinks, jokes, and storytelling, um, we, you know, we're all out of work comics, you know, we can't yeah, tour, sure. we, we, you know, we're all hurting, but we, um, along with Tom, our producer, or whatever, built this network because, We've all got different shows on it. I've got this that I do on Thursday nights. Uh, Drinks and Jokes was just, I think, on just before us. Um, and we decided to just pool our resources and go, look, like this, we don't have an outlet anymore. Uh, so we're going to do this. And the crazy thing is, is it's fun. It works. I get to talk to people like you and we have a good time. Um, but like yes, none of us. I'm really. No, 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 you don't. <laughs> Was, i'm not this has been the, a nightmare i know exactly i'm like oh dude you have no idea no i mean like it's but but like it but think about it this way like too like this i never wanted to sit at a desk all day like that's the mm. only you know that's one of the reasons why i became a comedian to travel do the road and stuff like that and yeah, now yeah, sure. and now i look like a fucking ring light warehouse in here other than this digital background I mean, you know you've got a, do you have a cthulhu i have a <laughs> Yes, exactly. It's not or bad, right? An octopus monkey or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it is. yeah, or a monkey. Yeah, I like yeah. that you think it's a monkey though, because that actually it, it, <laughs> it plays I, to the mystery of it all. I wasn't looking very closely, in fairness. <laughs> I, I'm so glad you said you weren't looking closely because I've been looking super close to see what I'm missing. I'm like, God, no, is, is, I just, I just feature? was like, oh yeah, John's got a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, just got a fucking monkey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's pandemic. It's fine. Everybody, yeah. everybody gets a monkey. Everybody that comes on this show gets a monkey. Okay, that's my gonna, rule. He's gonna mail me a monkey at this. I'm point. gonna, dude. Don't even fucking tempt hmm. me. You won't even know. I'm gonna mail you a uh, uh, Easter Island sized monkey. Oh, <laughs> yes, I'd be into that. On the shore, getting shipped in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> floated, floated on barges like an Egyptian kind of um, obelisk or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so what? So are you like? So now you've got. I know you come out with some new, uh, new stuff and whatever, and you've done yeah. a couple acoustic. Because um, that's what I, I think. That's when we started talking when you did the acoustic yeah, of yeah. Um, Saint Christopher coming home, which is yeah, I yeah, yeah. I'm, thank you. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I should plug this. Fuck it. Um, uh, Please, I mean, yeah, the, that's what I was going to do. Doing yeah. doing my weekly shows uh, as benefits for independent music venues, which are places that I love very dearly, nice. and. Um, uh, tomorrow night is number 19, um, which is a terrifying number. Um, but it's for a place called the Black Heart in Camden, um, which is a independent bar and music venue. It's kind of like a punk rock metalhead kind of hangout. Um, I, uh, some of the places I've done benefits for are places that I don't know that well, or in some cases haven't even been to, but they need help. Mm -hmm. So fuck it. This one is more close to my heart because I've been to Black Heart many times, including the time when I woke up the next day to discover photos of me in the black heart, but had no memory of being at the black heart at any point the night before. Holy and shit. then, um, and then got contacted by a friend of mine who worked at the black heart to ask if I was okay after getting thrown out of the black heart. 
um, so I have been thrown out of the black card um, in my time. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, incredible. They, they are in trouble right now, as you might imagine that a building that makes us living out of gathering people together in a confined space, not doing yep. brilliantly right now. So um, yeah, I need to, I, I'm, I'm doing a benefit for them tomorrow. Um, so, and it's on my YouTube and it's free to watch. And if you can donate then please do. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll throw the link up and stuff. I'll share it cool. on, on social and everything. Thank too, you. Sure. Yeah, no Thank problem, you. man. Thanks. I mean, it's been an hour, so I said I wouldn't keep you for more than an hour, yes, but I feel um, like, you know, yeah, I'm uh, having an absolute blast and let's me do too. it again sometime. Um, yeah, please. I'm enjoying uh, the screen doing this as well. That's really I know. Exciting. I don't know what that, I'm not, I'm not somebody's in control. It's Someone's all part in control. Of the, behind this. Is it Cthulhu? It's this, fu this fucking guy. I still have it's, not gotten used to the reverse. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm not good at that. I'm like, this fucking if, if, if producer is, is it, what's your producer? Tom, Tom's here. Tom's if here, Tom is right? in charge of this, can you make it like flash, big picture, small picture, big picture, small picture? Yeah, can you do that? There you go. Yeah! Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that was exciting um yeah anyway um it's been a blast i would love to do this again sometime but i'm yeah I'm please gonna, dude. i'm gonna love you and leave you because it is approaching my bedtime i <laughs> i totally understand man enjoy your slipper buddy uh hey, I've got, I, will... <laughs> I will reach my foot over searching for yours and find nothing. i like that this tied back into sky mall that was really the i'm glad i get going good. the slipper yeah. thing i enjoy that sky mall yeah okay Utopia tonight.